0: This is the Roots Student Ministry Podcast. We are based in Southern California, and our mission is for students to connect, grow, and go in their faith alongside other believers. If you would like more information about us, check out our website at icrossroads.org roots, or you can find us on Instagram and TikTok with the handle CSM Roots. Now, let's get into this week's message. Hey guys, welcome back to our fourth and final week of our More to the Story series. And I've invited our interns to be up with me to start this because I have some questions that I want to ask them. And so I want them to fill in the blank for me, all right? So I want you guys to fill in the blank on the count of three. So I'm going to count one, two, three, okay? Are you guys ready? Okay, I say French fries and you say one, two, three. Potato. Potato. In and out, potato. Okay, so yours is very generic and broad. Okay, and yours is more specific. In and out. Okay, I say best sneaker brand. All right, you say in three, two, one. Nike. Nike in vans. Okay, so that's different. All right, so here here's another one. Tastiest dipping sauce. All right, you say. Three, two, one. Ranch. Barbecue sauce. Barbecue yeah. sauce and ranch. Okay, so that's a little different. All right. Uh, best Netflix show to binge watch. All right. You got it? All right. Three, two, one. Vampire Diaries. Girls. Gilmore Ooh, Girls and Vampire Ugh, I would not watch any of those. <sighs> All right. Uh, here, last one, okay? okay. Must have app. On your phone, must-have app on your phone. All right, you got you got one. Mm-hmm. All right, three, two, one. TikTok. Okay, so both social media—that's good. But Snapchat and TikTok. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool, awesome. The point is, on any topic, no matter how important or unimportant, different people are going to have a bunch of ideas about it. So the same could be said about sex. Whoa, weren't, you weren't expecting that, were you, right? But the past few weeks, we've been talking about sex and, and how there's a lot more to the story than we may have originally thought. We hear and see a bunch about sex from different people like friends or celebrities or parents, or maybe even pastors. And we also hear about it in a lot of different places, music, movies, anime, TV, pornography, TikTok, Snapchat, health class, and even church. And obviously, with all of those voices in the mix, there are going to be some different opinions about what's good and what's not, and what's best for you. But here's the thing. When it comes to conversations about sex, one of the biggest problems is all of those opinions come with expectations. Here's what I mean. First, There sometimes feels like we have an expectation to do more or to say more and be more. This complicates the story. Think about it. There's pressures to feel more casual about hookups, or there's pressure to send pictures and texts, or there's pressures to to pass along pictures that were sent to you, or there's pressures to experiment. Or there's pressure to to do what your partner wants. There's pressure to to keep up and participate in in conversations about sex. There's pressure to to have more sex. There's pressure to, to know everything possible about sex, whether or not you're sexually active. And at the same time, there are other voices talking about consent and respecting other people's bodies and boundaries, which is super important. And then if, if you have hung out around church or around Christians, there's even more voices with more opinions and more expectations. It may even feel like there's added pressure to, to do less. There's, there's pressure to not go too far. There's pressures to not even think too far. There's pressures to honor God by honoring other people's bodies, and there's pressure to not have sex until marriage. Now, hear me out. I'm not saying that those things I just listed are, are bad or wrong. What I'm saying is when you have a topic where, where different voices are saying different things and have different expectations for you and your life, that can feel like you can't win no matter whether you decide to do more or do less sexually, somebody is going to think it's weird. Somebody is going to think it's wrong. Somebody is going to act like somebody else is convincing you to make a choice that's bad for you. So how do you make decisions for your life and your life story when everybody seems to disagree on what that should be? And it's a good question. And one, humans have been asking for a long time. So before we answer the question, a little history lesson here, okay? The Bible is a collection of documents that are divided into two sections, the Old Testament and the New Testament. And some of these documents record history, others are poetry, and some are letters to different people. And the New Testament is all the documents that were written after Jesus came and walked on the earth. And it begins with four documents written about the life of Jesus from four different people who knew him or who interviewed those who knew him. So we call these four historical documents the Gospels. And one of them was written by a a guy named John, who was one of Jesus's 12 disciples. He knew Jesus because they literally hung out together for years And it's actually one of the reasons so many people believe events recorded in the Gospels are true. John wasn't some random fan fiction author. He was an eyewitness writing what he saw. And in chapter 10, John records a moment where Jesus says something so amazing that I think it has the potential to change how you and I see every decision about our lives. So John writes that Jesus is talking to a group of Pharisees who were, they were not the biggest fans of Jesus. And and he spoke, and as he spoke, he used stories of everyday things like sheep and farming to describe why he was there and that he was, and and what he was really like. Okay, and I, I get that sheep and farming may not be everyday for you, but these were ancient times where most people saw sheep or shepherds on an everyday basis. So he uses a few illustrations about sheep, robbers, and gates that they struggle to understand. And finally, Jesus spells it out for them. He said this in John 10.10, The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. So if this sounds confusing, I get it. And you aren't alone. In fact, a few verses earlier, John tells us that the religious leaders were confused too. But did you catch that last word? He says, full. In the original language, that word gets used to talk about things that are superior or better than expected. Beyond, over the top. In other words, John says that Jesus wants us to have life. But not just any life, he wants us to have more life, a better life. It's his goal for us in everything, in life, in relationships, and even sex. Jesus wants us to experience life. And what's wild is so many of us think that this is the opposite of what Jesus wants for us. It's tempting to think that God's goal for us is life minus all the good stuff. Life but only the boring kind. Life, but without anything exciting or enjoyable. And Jesus is telling this crowd of followers and us that we couldn't be further from the truth. He's basically saying, I'm not a thief. I didn't come to steal, kill, or destroy your life. That's not me. I came to make your life better and fuller than you ever could have imagined. The word Jesus uses for thief can be understood to mean a trickster. Think about a con artist, someone who who makes you think that they care about your best interests, but they actually have a different motive behind everything. Basically, Jesus is saying that there are people who will make you think that they are for you, but they aren't. But as for him, he is actually for you. He is looking out for you so that you can have the full, amazing life that he wants for you. Honestly, that's why I think when it comes to your life, the people that you date, the decisions that you make in your private life, there is no better decision that you can make than to trust Jesus and follow his lead. Everybody else around you will have an idea or an opinion or an expectation of of what you should do or what you could do, but Jesus knows you. He doesn't just care about this one moment or one decision or one relationship. He cares about your whole life being better and fuller than you can imagine right now. So out of all of the voices, his is the one that will lead you towards that life. Because Jesus wants more for your story. But here's the thing. This isn't something that just happens. We can't just say, yeah, I I want a full life. Okay, Jesus, please help me get to that life around the time that I turn about like mm, 25. And the truth is, Jesus doesn't just want more for your life later in life. He wants more for you now. And living that kind of life means trusting him and following him and listening to him now, no matter what everyone else is saying. So while we may feel pressured by friends or or culture to, to think certain ways about sex or behave a certain way when it comes to sex, you don't have to wonder about who has your best interest in mind or who's looking out for you. Jesus is inviting you to a full life, and that includes sex. Why? Because he wants more for your story. So what does this mean? It means that when you're getting messages from all sides and, and feeling pressures from every person in your life, you can believe Jesus. When you aren't sure who to trust, you can trust Jesus because he wants more for your story. To begin living a full life that Jesus promises, pay attention to the messages that you're hearing and believing. in including messages about sex. Because even though people send you messages about sex, it doesn't mean that those people are for you. So pay attention to what you're hearing. Pay attention to what you think, what you feel, and say when it comes to sex. And where where those ideas actually come from. Pay attention to what you do and say around different people and why. Be aware of who is pressuring you and why you feel pressure from them. Be aware of how you may be pressuring others and what makes you want to pressure them. And pay attention to what Jesus is saying to you. A few verses after Jesus says that he wants us to have the life to the full, he refers to himself as the good shepherd. And then he says this in John ten twenty seven: My sheep, listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. Remember, sheep and shepherds were a common thing back then, but you get the idea. It's a metaphor. The people who belong to Jesus listen to his voice. They follow him because he knows them better than anybody and he can be trusted. They don't follow because they're afraid of him. They follow because being close to him is the safest place to be the same is true for you. Ultimately, the best decision that you can make for yourself is to listen to his voice and follow him. And that's true for every part of your life, including the decisions that you make about sex. Maybe for you, that means it's time to start reading his word for yourself or or spending time talking to him by yourself. Maybe it, means, maybe it means when a lot of voices say different things are best for you, you make sure his is the one that you're listening to because he wants more for your story than internet sites or your dating partners or your friends or maybe even than what you do. Listen, I, I realize figuring out exactly what following Jesus looks like for your specific dating life and your specific decisions can be tricky. And that's actually one of the reasons we have life groups and life group leaders. And I know I bring this up every single week, but it is so important, especially when we're talking about sex. We want you to know that you have a place to talk about what's going on in your life and in your situations. When you aren't sure what it looks like to follow Jesus in this area or maybe any other area of your life, you have people that you can go to who will help you figure it out. The truth is sex is complicated and like we've been talking about the past several weeks, when it comes to sex, part of what makes it so complicated is that we often only hear part of the story. We only hear one side of the story. We only hear and and see certain conversations and there's always more to the story. And that's why whether the voices around you say that you should be doing more or less, I want you to know that you can trust what Jesus says more than all of them because Jesus wants more for your story. I pray this series has been eye-opening for you, that you start to understand that the pleasures of sex are God's given gift, but are meant to be on a time that is blessed by him within marriage. And not something that we should just run after just because we feel like it. But when we honor God with our sexuality, we start to see the full life that he has planned for us. So let me pray. Heavenly Father, I just thank you so much for giving us that full life. That ultimately, God, we know that you are for us. And you want the best life that we can live. So God, I pray that you can give us wisdom on when to tune out all those other voices that are lying to us, that are trying to steal from us, that are trying to kill us, that are just trying to ruin our lives. So God, I just pray that we listen to your voice and that you give us wisdom. And we might not know our full future, but that we can just know what our next right step is because we are listening to you. So be with us, Lord, and protect us. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.